You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. I will stop complaining is the title of this devotion. Now, don't worry. I think this is going to really help you because when I mentioned the word complaining, it could kind of make you go, please, you know. But no, I think this is really helpful. And uh, I sure need it because complaining can sneak up on you when maybe you're not even meaning to be negative or, or down or frustrated, irritated about something. It could be something you're hoping for, wishing for, desiring that isn't negative or bad. But you see, complaining is something that the nature of sin will mix into our way of thinking and talking and without noticing it or without us picking up on it, oh wow, I'm making a mess of it. And I know I've done that. I've done it. And and then it causes pain and harm. Like with Virginia, I would complain about something without meaning to complain. And oh, and then I'd hurt her. And that has to do with the spirit of it. You see, complaining has a spirit of 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 weariness and a spirit of worry and so forth. So come on, let's talk about this because I really think this is going to help us all. I know it sure is for me. Somebody once said, you know, this is a long time ago, Pastor, I think you were preaching to yourself today. Of course I do, every time. And if I don't eat my own cooking, I ought not to be in the kitchen. So yes, totally, I always feed on the word that God gives. David says in one of his amazing Psalms, Psalm 39, and I'll read to you from the Living Bible. I said to myself, I'm going to quit complaining. Psalm 39, here in the Living Bible. I said to myself, I am going to quit complaining. I'll keep quiet especially when there's ungodly people around me. Lord, verse 4, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Help me to know that I am here but for a moment more. And David is in in this psalm talking to God about God's discipline upon his life. Listen closely. God was dealing with behaviors that came out of the wrong kind of roots of his nature. And God was trying to purify him, perfect him, discipline him, correct him about hearts, attitudes, hearts thinking, hearts believing, hearts ways of being. And God was dealing with David But David was not liking it. You know, we don't do as well as we should really when it comes to being perfected. We say, Lord, change me. But when he does, then we sometimes struggle with that. I know I have. So 
I want to take you through this psalm a little bit to show you what I'm talking about. He said, Lord, I will quit complaining. I will keep quiet, especially when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there silent, the turmoil within me grew to the bursting point. The more I mused, the hotter the fires inside. Then at last I spoke and pled with God. Lord, help me to realize how brief my time on earth will be. Help me to know that I'm only here for a moment more. My life is no longer than my hand. My whole lifetime is but for a moment to you. Proud man, frail as breath, a shadow, and all his busy rushing ends in nothing. He heaps up riches for someone else to spend. And so, Lord, my only hope is in you. Save me from being overpowered by my sins, for even fools will mock me then. Lord, I'm speechless before you. I will not open my mouth to speak one more word of complaint, for my punishment is from you. Lord, don't hit me anymore. I'm exhausted beneath your hand. When you punish a man for his sins, he is destroyed. When he is as frail as the moth-infested cloth, yes, man is as frail as breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry. Don't sit back and unmindful of my tears, for I am your guest. I am a traveler passing through the earth as all my fathers were. Spare me, Lord. Let me recover and be filled with happiness again before my death. Now, I know this is something that you really need to know the love of your heavenly Father to not misunderstand how David has such an openness of heart with God because you see, God was disciplining David. And the Bible says in, Roman, in Hebrews chapter 12 that nobody who is godly will be without discipline. For he who is without discipline is an illegitimate child of God. But any of us who are true children of God will also share in discipline so that we may partake of the divine holy nature. And I personally think it's a real privilege when God doesn't just hand us over to our own ways and own nature and character. I think it's a privilege when He's willing to make the investment in us to transform us by His nature and spirit. But you read the scripture and God gets weary sometimes of our resistance to His working in us and our complaining about His discipline in us. And that he says, my spirit will not strive with man forever, lest he perish before me. So in other words, God is such a tender, loving father that he knows how to press in and press in and press in, transforming our nature, dealing with those inner thoughts that are contrary to his, those inner ways and mindsets that are contrary to his, to his where actually the real complaining comes from, you see. And I personally really believe that the Lord wants to work in us. And, you know, Jeremiah, Jeremiah in chapter 10, verse 23, 24 says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It's not in a man who walks to direct his own steps. Or in other words, even at my best, I make a mess of it. O Lord, correct me but with justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. 
I got to read this to you from the uh, Living Bible because I think it's so sweet how it says it here in the Living Bible. Chapter 10, verse 23, here it is. Oh Lord, I know it is not within the power of man to map out his life and plan his course. So you correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Lord, please correct me because the way of living right, thinking right, doing right is not within myself. I make a mess of it. I keep messing it up, Lord. Please, Lord, train me, correct me. And I really feel that this is where we need to maybe learn to be quiet, like David says, I will stop complaining. I will keep my mouth shut. I will let God deal with me. And yes, when it gets so hot in me, I can't bear it in my, I say, Lord, I need to change these attitudes, these thinkings, these ways where I keep stumbling, where my weakness, my weak human nature enters into temptation and instantly becomes sin, has anger fits, lust fits, says the wrong thing, not in love, not in goodness and kindness. And and what comes out of me is sin, it's wrong. And I don't want my weak nature to enter into temptation anymore. I want to enter into your grace and power to live no matter how tried I am with a good heart, with a good spirit, with a good thinking, with a good believing. I like what Jeremiah continues to say in his amazing Lamentations, where he says in verse 21, This I recall to my mind, and therefore I have hope through the Lord's mercies. We're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Verse 39. Um, Yeah, verse 39. Why should a living man complain a man for the punishment of his sins? Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. So when God is dealing with hidden sins, or as David would say in Psalm 139, in the last two verses, please, Lord, search me and know me. And if there's any way hidden within my nature that's contrary to your nature, deal with it, Lord, deal with it. You know, that is the issue, friends. We don't always let God deal with it. And if God does try to deal with it, then we can really throw a fit. And oh, how I long to have that sweetheart of Jesus who fully surrendered himself and fully submitted himself to the perfect will of the Father and was found without blame in his suffering, in perfect nature, not only in the action of doing what was spoken of him, but in the nature by which he did it. You'll read about this in Hebrews chapter 5 and so forth. Oh, how I long for Christ to be formed in me more and more daily so that my nature is yielded to the Father and that He can deal with things in me. 
and that I can hear his spirit in me say, don't say anything about this. Leave it to me. Wait on me. Now go and show this kindness. Now go and that my inner man is one with his nature, one with his heart. You see, friends, the Lord warns us here in Exodus chapter 16 about having a complaining nature. Complaining often comes, yes, out of weariness, out of worry, but it can also come out of desires that aren't fully surrendered in faith to God. You see, Jesus said in John 15, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. You see, he says too there in, a, in Psalm 37, verse 5, feed on God's faithfulness and delight yourself also in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. I know, friends, that we all need the Lord to work in us to give us the ability to do these things and he wants to. And I want to encourage you to seek him for it because listen to this. This is Exodus chapter 16. Now they journeyed from Elam. Elam Elam was a phenomenal place where the people lived because there were 70 palm trees there and 12 springs of water, 12 wells of water. And they had been enjoying God's abundance. And now they were journeying and they were going through a few challenges and tests. So the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin which is between Elam and Sinai, to which they were headed to receive God's commandments. And on the 15th day of the second month, after they departed from the land of Egypt, you see, it's not very long, the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. That was so that they didn't have to work on the Sabbath. And Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you would complain against us? Also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. <laughs> and let me go ahead and read the next few verses. And Moses spoke to Aaron saying, 
to all the congregation, children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of children of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I, the Lord, am your God. <laughs> I think what is the point that we need to hear in this devotion today, that when we complain, we're not just complaining against our spouse, our children, our house, our job, our co-workers, our friends, our neighbors, our family, but we complain against the Lord because He hears, He hears. David said in Psalm 139, not a thought comes to my mind and you know it, Lord. Not a word comes to my mouth and you know it, Lord. You know my sitting down, my rising up, you know everything. I am not able to pull away from your presence or escape your presence. And friends, I want to encourage you, follow David and say to yourself, I will stop complaining. I will stop complaining. I really believe that the Holy Spirit will help you with this. The Holy Spirit will help you to begin to acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, to not lean on your own understanding, but to rely and depend upon Him to direct your life that He is the one that brings to pass more than you could have asked for, more than you could have prayed for, more than you could have hoped or dreamed. And that you say, Father, you know all my needs before I ask you. I delight myself in you and your kingdom and power. And I will live in your righteousness. I will live in your peace and joy by the power of your spirit, Father. Father, I will commit these desires, these wants, these needs to you and sweetness of meekness, of surrender, of submission begins to manifest in you, the sweet, meek, gentle, lowly nature of Jesus. And you are in the rest of His comforting presence. You're in the rest of His Holy Spirit. And He begins to work for you super abundantly above all that you could dare ask, cope or pray. Truly believe this, what I'm saying. Let's see a change of nature where is there an area in your life where you're discontent? Where is there an area in your life where you're unhappy? Where is there an area of your life where you keep on pushing for something? And that is the area where the enemy will home in on you to try to make you stumble, to employ your heart and your mouth to cause hurt and pain to others. And when the Lord says, give no place to the devil, but submit to God, He's trying to help us not to make way for the enemy, but, but, but to commit those desires to God and to surrender them to Him in faith and trust, leaning on Him, relying upon Him, acknowledging Him. And that is the seizing of complaining, the inward frustration, the inward irritation, the inward weary, wanting, needing, that will cause such unhappiness and hurt and damage. Now, let me close with you here. 
in Philippians chapter 2, starting in the second part of verse 12 in the Amplified Translation. Work out, cultivate and carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectively at work in you, energizing, creating you the power and desire, both the will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. Do all things without grumbling, fault-finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves that you may show yourselves to be blameless and guiltless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverse and perverted among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars or beacons shining out clearly in the dark world. Listen to this. <laughs> that you would do all things without grumbling, fault-finding, complaining. You see, when you, if I would complain against my dear wife Virginia about something, whatever, between us, God hears that. He sees it. And if I then cause her pain, because I make her feel guilty, I make her feel not, not good enough for me, I make her feel like, like I don't love her, I don't like her. God sees that. So who, who am I most responsible to? The Lord. The Lord. And yes, the pain I've caused my dear wife. Have I done it? Have I? Yes, I have. Am I remorseful of it? To the bone. What is the answer? See that I keep on pushing? No, no. The answer is me. I need to come before God, like I started this, in this devotion, and say, Lord, I'll stop complaining. Lord, deal with me. I surrender this part of my nature and character that is unfulfilled, unsatisfied, that, that keeps being vulnerable to the enemy's temptation. And then I stumble and have a bad attitude and have a negative thoughts and negative ways of talking and cause harm. I repent of it, Lord. Can you see it? I repent of it, Lord, please, Lord. Deal with this, please, Lord. I need a deeper surrender. I want to come to rest in myself. I want to totally give this to you. You know my needs. You know my desires. I want to be happy in you. I want to be happy in my relationship by your spirit and trust you to work all things together for good. Now, hear this devotion. Maybe listen to it several times and look at the different scriptures. And if you know somebody, a friend, a family member, a neighbor, somebody near or far 
that you go, my, they should know about these devotions, then please pass them on to others. Pass them on and remember, remember me and your prayers in Virginia and our family, because we love you and we come to you here to share the love and the power of Jesus Christ working in our lives. And we trust that to see him work in your lives too. So thank you for joining me in these devotions. And remember, keep coming to God with every heart, desire and longing and commit them to him and watch him work the miracles in your life. Amen. Have a good day.